Moses in the CIA? I'm Moses, Ken Mosesian. And like my ancestor, I'm all about training individuals, teams, and companies how to lead. Now, I've joined forces with the CIA. I'm Dan Crum, known as the CIA. And I can help you win your best deal every time through my sales training, the CIA method. Join us as we talk about topics of life and business from two unique perspectives. Hello, Ken. How are you this fantastic afternoon? This morning, I am doing great, Dan. It's actually morning here in beautiful Phoenix. Look at us earlier every day. This is incredible. We are an example of consistency. What is this all about, Ken? Well, every single week we're at it, Dan, no matter what time, no matter what day, we're at it every week. And I appreciate that kind of consistency. It's the kind of consistency I wish we had shown with our house. We've owned this home for 17 years. Phoenix was supposed to be a one-year stop on the way somewhere else, but obviously it's been longer than that. And over the course of time, and this is the first house we've owned, over the course of time, we've learned about maintenance. And we've usually learned about it the hard way. Like we take care of the obvious stuff, the yards, everything's watered, everything looks beautiful. The house gets painted, but something that's so obscure like gutters, because when it rains in Phoenix, one, it's not that often. And two, it's usually a huge torrential downpour and you don't really get to appreciate anything flowing through a gutter because everything's just spilling off and get a lot of thunderstorms. It was past weekend. We had some friends in from out of town. We actually got up on the roof and took a look at our gutters. We had plant life growing out of one section. There was so much garbage and dirt and soil in it. Not really garbage actually, because it was producing plant life. And we spent about four hours with four of us cleaning out our gutters. And we had to disassemble pipes and we some of the dirt had almost become petrified uh over time because the heat was baking it we we're like making bricks inside downspouts I mean, it was the equivalent of that and we finally got all that out all that cleared and this coming week we're supposed to have some rain so like we're going to be outside in the rain watching water flow through gutters for the first time in years but one of the things that uh that it also made us realize some of the paint that was peeling underneath was a result of these gutters being blocked. And we have some dry rot, and we're probably going to have to replace a door frame and a door as a result of not paying attention and not being consistent with this kind of maintenance. So what's the purpose of this goofy story? The purpose is this, that sometimes it's the things that are least glamorous and the things that are kind of out of sight, out of mind that we actually need to pay attention to. Because had we once every three months or so climbed up on a ladder and just cleared out the gutters, we never would have had to deal with this. And we probably wouldn't be having to replace the door frame and the double doors going out to the backyard. So clean your gutters. But number two, Look for places in your business, 
in your life at home that are kind of out of sight and out of mind and ask yourself where you could be doing regular maintenance to make sure those things are running really smoothly. And that might be a system at work and it might be a relationship at home. So when you talked about gutters where you live, I'm thinking, what well, doesn't rain? You don't even need gutters, but I know every house has them. So I'm happy to hear you're going to get some rain next week. You'll get to utilize the new clean gutters or the clean gutters that you just uh, uh, got all the deferred maintenance out of. Um, so when I think of this, I first think about the consistency of my routines with maintenance, yard maintenance, house maintenance, things like that, and how I've come up with my system. And my system, I just actually updated something related to it today, is I use Google Calendar and whatever calendar system, whatever you use, it has the ability to make anything a recurring event. So for example, um, I fertilize my lawn. I used to have a lawn service that did that. Now I decided to do it myself. Fertilize my lawn. I do other certain things and I do them on probably every quarterly basis, but it's built into my calendar. So once I have it set where I'm like, okay, this is the date, for example, coming up, it'll be September 15th will be um, the fourth treatment of fertilizer on the lawn. So that's already on there from the year before. But then what I realized last year for the first time ever, we had the lawn aerated. So I added to it, I said, step four fertilizer and aeration. Um, and then since it's on my calendar and I have it as a recurring yearly event in this case, then I know that I'm always going to follow through and I can be consistent with it versus going, oh, the lawn needs fertilized or something needs done. So um, I think for consistency sake, uh, schedule it. And if possible, if it's going to be recurring, then set it up that way, set it up as a recurring event, whether it be weekly, monthly, et cetera, yearly. Um, but I just heard a study that literally took, took me aback. That's the right word. Took me aback. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Set me back. I don't know. Anyway, in this study, uh, it was done at Google headquarters and it was done by a Harvard psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. And they wanted to look at um, developing of consistency of workout routines. And so they asked all the participants what their ideal workout time would be like for them as an individual. And then the group A um, would follow that time. So like whatever their time was that they felt was best for them, most ideal time, they would always work out during that time. Group B was told, just work out whenever you want, like whenever it makes sense for you. And um, I would 100% have bet that group A would show better results of like working out. But in fact, it was group B. And here's why. They said that the post-analysis determined that when you have rigid consistency, meaning like I always work out at 9 a.m., and that is your thing, that the moment something messes up your ability to work out at 9 a.m., you feel as if ah, I ruined it today. And so not only are you more likely to stop altogether because you may have ended a streak, but you're definitely more than likely not to work out that day at a different time because you've told yourself your rule is I have to work out at 9 a.m. So once that passes because of whatever circumstance, you're like, oh, I guess I'm not working out today. Where if you left it flexible and just had the commitment of, I'm going to work out today, 
that's what I'm going to do. And you might already know what's ideal for you in this case, nine o'clock. But if nine o'clock passes and it didn't, you're like, well, I'm still committed to working out today. So the thing that I'm going to stress, and I had this today in a coaching call or a coaching session live, um, was my belief, and I'm curious to hear your opinion, Ken, is that commitment is more important than consistency. Fascinating, Dan. Uh, first of all, all the psychologists and psychiatrists out there are going to be a little upset with you when you said whatever, uh, because they see themselves as very distinct and different, but we applaud both professions. There we go. Uh, so, so two things. Number one, yeah, I, I ended up calendaring it on my iCal for the like gutter cleaning on a regular basis because it's obvious I don't think about that. I don't have to calendar like yard work. It's like I go out and we water everything once a week. It's just we just do it. So I, I get that part. But this is every three months. I'm not going to retain that. So it is it is calendared. It's really interesting that you brought about the whole consistency versus commitment thing though, because is it almost implies that if if you are consistent or you have a consistent schedule that there may not be commitment as part of it like a commitment to get something done and here's the example i did a i'm doing in in week 5 of a 6 week challenge with um, my trainer and the the challenge was pick the number of days that you want to work out anywhere between 3 and uh, six, and then create a meal plan based on number of calories, and then follow that, right? And we have to tag every time we get to the gym, we tag him, we tag the gym. One of the interesting things this past week was that we had a weird twist happen in our schedule where my husband and I weren't able to get to the gym on the day at the time that we thought we would. And there is, I, I completely relate to what you said. There is that sense of like, well, 10 a.m.s pass, and we usually take a morning break and go to the gym at 10. So why bother? And that like passed through our heads. And then it's like, it's two in the afternoon. The day's still here. We we, we made a commitment to do this. It's not happening at a consistent time, but we're gonna go and we're gonna get it done. And we did. And something happened where the next day we literally weren't able to work out at all. But the day after comes along and we thought, you know what? We can double up. We're doing three weight training days, two cardio days. We can do our weights and our cardio today together. And that way we complete the week with the five-day commitment that we had made. And we did it and we felt great. And I, and I think, you know, the, the reason I hesitated at the beginning of this is the older I've gotten, the more important commitment has become as opposed to consistency. And I completely get how easy it is. If a certain time passes and something was supposed to happen, then it inspires a kind of black and white thinking. I was supposed to be at the gym at 6 a.m. this morning. I didn't go. It's 7 a.m. now. My day shot. Forget it. I can't do it. Or I can't go this evening after work because that's not when I work out. I work out at 6 a.m. Something over the past few years, the older I've gotten, has just inspired a different approach to it. I made a commitment five days a week at the gym, five workouts a week 
even, not even necessarily five days, but five workouts a week. And I'm going to get that done. So initially, upon hearing what you said, I was in disagreement. And now, as I talk it through, uh, I find myself agreeing with you. It is more important. And I, I think there is there is something really wonderful, particularly at this point in our history, as a global community of being committed to something and being flexible, being able to adjust and adapt and turn on a dime as long as we get done those things that we're committed to because they matter most to us. Set yourself up to win. What I mean by that is one of my old um, strategies for people setting a goal that they're going to work towards, right? Like making a commitment towards it would be, I was coaching somebody and I'd say, you're going to commit to working out every day, right? And there's a yep. And again, this potentially sets themselves up for failure because if they miss a day, they feel like a failure. Like I committed to work out every day and I didn't do it. So what we did was we, we looked at the variables or just the way life I always say life is funny. It just doesn't ever go as planned, right? Like how to make God laugh, tell him your plan. So um, we go, okay, there's, it's a week between now and the next time we're going to do a session together. That's seven days. Could you commit to five workout sessions? And they're of course like, yeah, I can do five, right? Cause that gives two days off and say, you can, you can plan to work out every day, but you got to commit to at least five. Yeah, I could do that. Here's the other cool part about that is that could you work out more than once a day? Yeah. And so if you're just committing to the five number and not to the every day or going back to where we started with the exact time every day, you're setting yourself up to win. You're giving yourself this leeway. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to plan to go to the gym every day at 9am all seven days, but I just know how life will be when something pops up that's more urgent, important, whatever. I just, that stands in my way. I could still go to the gym later that day. And if I realize I've missed more than two days and I'm a day or so away from my next session, and I committed to five, I can go more than once in a day and get five workout sessions done, right? And then I hold true to my commitment. I win what I committed to doing. In my session with somebody today, they had mentioned to me, um, we were talking about their eating plan. Specifically, they said, their frustration was with tracking. They said, I've done a food journal. I've done my fitness pal. I've tracked my macros. I just don't like that. And we talked about, um, you know, my opinion, and I think it's accurate that many, almost all diets work if you work them. Like if you follow them explicitly, they'll almost all work to help you lose weight, right? Because they're all have this built-in mechanism, which is simple. It's just basically calories in, calories out, right? If you consume less than you burn, you essentially lose weight. So by following whatever system, however it's broken out, you'll probably, no, you probably, you will be successful if you just follow it. This person though, uh, based on their schedule, couldn't follow that exactly. So I came up with an alternative and the alternative was what if you just commit to the exact same foods for one week at a time? And you predetermine that those foods meet your macros. So you just go, in this case, this person is doing intermittent fasting. So 
they only had two meals a day. So they just look ahead and go, yep, I'm going to have this make up eggs and bacon for my breakfast slash lunch. And I'm always going to have this and that, whatever for dinner. And by looking at that ahead of time, they can either meal prep, like make big batches and put it together and put it aside and have it ready, or they could buy it all at the same location, right? If it was fast food. But by knowing that in advance, all they have to do is just commit to the meal plan, right? And in this case, it's not like a diet program. It's not about tracking. It's just going, no, I, I predetermined that this fits my macros and I'm just going to eat this way for one week. Now, what happens? We're human. So inevitably, you see things that are like, oh, that looks good. That's a craving. You just add it to your list. Maybe that's on your meal plan next week. But you're so binary off on switch that you turn on the switch that says, this is what I eat. And you turn off the switch to everything else. But when anything's on the off list, you just add it to your future meal plan list because you can fit your macros. We're talking about ridiculous things like Oreos, right? Like Oreos could fit your macros. It just might mean adjusting other things that you have in your list. But to really have that mindset where I'm just going to make a commitment and I don't have to necessarily follow a plan perfectly. I can just say, keep it simple, follow like a broad idea of what I'm going to do, and then just do it for one week, commit to one week. And I know you can be successful. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it it's lived out in the in the routine that we've been following, that it's it's been much easier to have something that we commit to over time that we know we can accomplish. We feel set up for success by it. But you know, we're not locked in. We're, we're, we're not, it, it feels as you were talking about, like the, the image that, that came to mind was, you know, your feet are in concrete. If it doesn't happen at this time on this day, then you failed. And most people are inclined just to throw it all away at that point and, 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 and walk away from it as opposed to keep going with it. And so I think that, that, that idea of flexibility within commitments gives people some grace to be able to accomplish their goals and to do it in a way um, that feels like success because it is. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like how we tie gutters together <laughs> with all of this. And I don't know that there's an answer, but I'm gonna give this a shot that there are some things that I think consistency is important for. I think it is important, like we talked about maintenance stuff, that's important to be consistent with that. It's important to be consistent with health-related things, medical checkups, dental checkups, and those kinds of things. It's important to be consistent in terms of work with your team and checking in with them on a weekly basis. But when it comes to accomplishing the kinds of things that we've been talking about today, Dan had a great point. If your commitment is present, and you allow yourself the flexibility to move with that commitment based on what's happening, you'll still get everything done that you wanted to, and you'll get it done in a way that's going to actually allow you to enjoy it as opposed to feel like it's a burden. And I think that to me is the key to all of this, that if we can move away from that space of something feeling burdensome and instead move it into a space of, I'm committed to it. I want to do this. I'll feel better when I do it. 
And like you just said, Dan, if you're set up for success, if you set yourself up for success, success begets success. More of it is drawn to it when it occurs. And I hope people will take it to heart and try this. Thank you for listening. To learn more, check out MosesInTheCIA.com. To learn more about Ken Mosesian, check out Mosesian.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, check out DanCrum.com. Mm-hmm.